This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. It's important to think about transparency, visibility, and objectivity as they think about coming to the table. We talk a lot about data, the ability to measure or align around KPIs, key performance indicators, and really ensuring that both parties are establishing trust as it relates to those KPIs. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host for today's episode, Jamie Zage. We've continued to watch the healthcare industry as it's adapted to the financial and quality pressures that we've seen happen over the last several years. What we've seen at SG2 in particular is that both providers and life sciences and industry organizations have really been starting to look at the whole ecosystem of healthcare differently. They've been looking for new and innovative solutions. One of the things that we've seen them do is really look to each other as potential industry partners as a way to come together and solve for some of the challenges that we're facing today. To dig into this important topic about provider and life science industry partnerships, I've asked my colleagues Amy Bruley and Carl Carlson to join me on the conversation today. They have been central to bringing together many of these types of partnerships across the country and have some really interesting insights I'd love for you all to hear. Let's start by setting the stage. Amy, why are these partnerships so important now more than ever? What both providers and life science and industry organizations are feeling today is largely similar. They both have margin pressure. They both have rising costs to employ their staff and employees. They have a number of factors, supply chain restrictions and others that are really forcing this to be a time for them to look to one another, to look for solutions to problems that they have not been able to solve themselves independently. And I would add to that both providers and suppliers have an increasing need to demonstrate value to all their stakeholders. From the provider perspective, the need to address uh, rising costs and look at the total cost of care, at the same time solve for clinical variability across the entire system of care, while at the same time finding ways of innovating to find new smart growth opportunities. These are all drivers that are encouraging providers to look at new ways of innovating and creating new strategic partnerships. And we believe that the partnership with with the suppliers and key industry partners should be part of the overall enterprise strategy. It sounds like a lot of important things going on for both partners in this ecosystem. I know you've done some work in this space with both providers and with life science and industry members. How do you suggest they approach coming together for partnership? What are some of the things that they should be looking for to identify a good fit? When Carl and I talk to these organizations, we talk to them about thinking about this SCOF framework. So as they think about their challenges, strategic, clinical, operational, financial. They think about those challenges, aligning them to that framework to help understand where the best opportunities for partnership might be as they think about whether it's solving for a clinical need, say an operational throughput need, allowing their employees to practice at the top of a license from an efficiency perspective. We really talk to organizations about starting there to define where partnership could start. Carl, what would you add to that? The emphasis here, and I think this is what we've been seeing as well, Amy, is thoughtfully and creatively. There is opportunities to look at enterprise partnerships, but there is a lot of opportunities to solve for very specific clinical needs or operational challenges. Starting small, if you're new to strategic partnership with suppliers, is the way to go. We've also seen from the supplier's perspective a lot of success where they're thoughtful about who to engage on the provider side going through a segmentation exercise to look for the right suppliers that have the right capabilities, but also the willingness to sit at the table and engage in a partnership. 
there are suppliers that have very strong portfolio. That's a benefit. But also there are certain suppliers that are more willing to demonstrate a willingness to participate in a partnership. That's great. It's really important that they both come to the table with a shared understanding, shared goals throughout that they can work on together. In some of the partnership deals that the two of you have been part of or helped to navigate, what are some of those lessons learned? Where do you suggest providers and life science and industry start if they are looking to make partnerships part of their strategy? It's important to think about transparency, visibility, and objectivity as they think about coming to the table. We talk a lot about data, the ability to measure or align around KPIs, key performance indicators, and really ensuring that both parties are establishing trust as it relates to those KPIs, what's in it for each side of the equation drawing value, driving value, that's really where you're going to find it is based on what each organization sort of is coming to the table with, what's important to them to solve for this, what are they looking for to get out of this together. It's really important for them to understand that and then to create that level of transparency and visibility because that's where we see a number of these fall apart when one party's not willing to share the data or information necessary to really establish those KPIs. In some of the survey research that we did from a provider's perspective, the number one issue was how do we think about uh, partnerships from prioritizing the right strategy and then also finding the right partner? That was the number one theme that came up. But from a supplier perspective, what's led to success in the past and what have we seen in the partnerships that we've been involved in? It's all about access to the necessary data and analytics to define agreeable outcomes to both parties and then have an ability to monitor those outcomes and be able to agree on the terms of whatever the relationship looks like. The governance, the trust, and the analytics have been the three major areas that we've seen are required to be successful. That's great. You mentioned seeing some examples of things that haven't worked so well. What are some of the things that have gotten in the way? I mean, certainly that trust and that data sharing. What are some of the other things that you've seen be deal breakers in these types of arrangements? One of the things that we see, and we coach this, I think, frequently, is that you've really got to spend that time in the segmentation work. You've really got to understand who's the right partner. In some cases, some organizations are large and they're well-known. That's immediately where organizations might go. Those are large organizations with a lot of strategic priorities, and maybe that's not the best place to start. We talk about don't underestimate the opportunity to work with a smaller organization, potentially a regional organization or an organization in a particular market. They've got more opportunity because maybe they aren't as distracted by other priorities and strategic objectives that the organization has overall. We've seen more success in able to move some of the balls forward, so to speak, in those organizations first, rather than a large, well-known organization. We're seeing failures. It needs to go beyond just being a marketing exercise. There needs to be the trust, the willingness to experiment. But this needs to go beyond just a product focus. It needs to focus on truly solving a very well-defined clinical operational challenge. We've also found a lot of success where the data is in place to get the right support from a provider perspective, from the clinical teams and the physician support. But at the same time, make sure that administrative leadership sponsors this and sees the bigger opportunity here. This is a unique way of adding value to any enterprise strategy. We got to start somewhere with these partnerships, but having the vision and seeing where could we go from here in terms of expanding this across our hospital, across our system, is a mindset that needs to be there. That also means that we can't just be short-term focused in one area. We got to have the support to play the longer-term game here and look at how the partnership evolves and look for potentially new novel areas that come out of this partnership as well. 
I'm hearing you talk very generally about suppliers and providers as if they really need to come together almost from the same kind of perspectives. You're not really differentiating. Is there something different that providers need to do versus what suppliers need to do in coming to these partnerships? When it comes to clinical outcomes and the patient, the provider has the patient at their center, as do a large number of our life science and industry partners. They've got clinical data. They've got information on those patient populations that can really inform and provide insight to their life science and industry partners as they think about these partnerships. But they frequently are usually less than willing to share some of that data, even if it's aggregated and de-identified. And that's an area that has tremendous opportunity, but is one that providers enter into carefully, understandably. It's an opportunity to do more as we think about exposing that information, because that's not information that most life science and industry partners have access to. That's one area for me, Carl, that we push on sometimes as we're thinking about, especially if there's a clinical opportunity. From our licensed industry partners perspective, what's been really exciting to see over the past couple of years is their willingness to look at the above brand solutions. What are the value solutions that they need to have as part of their portfolio to really help the providers address a range of different problems? These value solutions, they range from any way of enhancing the best use of the product or the solution to reduce length of stay or to potentially address readmissions, but they're increasingly getting very creative and even addressing the strategic needs of health systems, such as how does an industry partner bring to bear their analytics, their insights about uh, utilization of their products to identify the unmet need that is out there in the market. This is a really exciting area because for many therapeutic areas where industry partners have a strong portfolio, they're seeing that there are a lot more patients that could potentially be treated by the health system if they were identified, screened, or diagnosed earlier. And bringing those solutions to our health system is a very exciting opportunity given the need to find a new growth and also finding smart growth. And having a portfolio of these value solutions and engaging with the providers to see where do you have needs? Maybe not all solutions will fit the needs but working together there to find the best alignment and finding the best possible pilot. One of the other things that I've heard the two of you talk about as well is that many of these partnerships have to go beyond the traditional relationship that is focused on supply chain. Amy, could you talk about how the providers need to bring somebody different to the table? And Carl, the same for you with our life sciences and industry partners. As we think about these solutions, most of the time, they aren't necessarily going to be applicable to supply chain itself or the procurement process. These are clinical, these are strategic, potentially operational, as we think about things like throughput and something like an echo lab, for example. Now, while supply chain is an important component of the ecosystem overall for our health systems, having others at the table, clinical leadership, strategic leadership, the C-suite, and others are really important to round out the team and the executive sponsorship for these particular programs and programmatic objectives. It's really important because the perspective that the clinical organization is going to have, the C-suite executives are going to have, is going to be a little bit different than some of the lenses that maybe procurement or supply chain will bring. Important part of the ecosystem, but having others there to round out that team and to share different perspectives is really important, especially as you consider where you're going to fall. Is it going to be a strategic clinical operational financial program or project you're going to align on in this partnership together, those things are important to consider. 
supply chain has got an elevated role following the pandemic, I think they're becoming more strategic and looking for ways that they can leverage their industry partnerships to better help their organizational needs. It's exciting to see certain organizations really lead with supply chain, looking for those partnerships to find different ways, enabling their workforce to operate at the top of the license. Supply assurance is really important, has been important, continues to be important, but it's exciting to see those supply chain individuals are recognizing that they have a bigger role to play beyond procurement. Some of them might be starting small to look at skew reduction initiatives and partnership, but others are also seeing where can we help to maybe make a connection with the clinical teams and look for a reduction in hospital-acquired conditions. And just given supply chain's role, we welcome this because they have a unique connection there with a lot of industry partners. We think that's a really exciting development moving forward. This has been an amazing conversation, just thinking about how these two need to come together. I think this could be the first of maybe a series of podcasts, and maybe we can highlight some of those case examples in the near future as well, looking at what some of those real specific details are for some of those emerging partnerships that I know you guys have been working on. Thank you both for joining us today. The important thing I'm going to summarize here is that really focusing in on governance, trust, and analytics, and coming to this partnership with a real value-add solution, and with both sides looking to add value to how they deliver, whether it be care on the provider side or deliver services or products or goods or whatever to the health system, that can be the way that we want to move forward. Thank you both for bringing your expertise to the conversation today. I look forward to continuing continuing it in the near future. Thank you so much, Jamie. And thank you all to our listeners. We look forward to having you again next week. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us, and or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at SG2 Healthcare. And if you want to talk more about innovative healthcare strategies, you can always email me at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Finally, SG2 is a Vizient company, and there are a bunch of Vizient podcasts that you might like. You can find them at Vizient backslash podcasts. Have a great day.